This is the drinker here. You should give back to the bins a listen because it's the best podcast ever. Believe that. Who is it? It's me. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, nobody's home. <laughs> Calling David Hello? Pascarella. Calling David Pascarella. You have reached the life model decoy of Scott Gardner. We did have the life model decoy on the uh, <laughs> on right. a commercial that time. Bill, <laughs> Bill banged into it and it went, hey, how you doing? <laughs> My favorite adventures are D-Made and Green Lantern. <laughs> Avengers Spotlight! Hello, everybody, and welcome to Two True Freaks presents Back to the Bins presents <laughs> Avengers Spotlight presents <laughs> Avengers Finale featuring brought to you brought to you by the music of Billy Joel. And we're going to be singing Goodnight Saigon through this entire thing. Remember Hawkeye. Remember. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Remember. Uh, who's Baker? Remember is, is the Absorbing Man yeah. Baker? Hmm. I don't know. Is that his real name? I'm trying to remember. Baker? No, it's, yeah, uh, it's the absorbing man was Crusher Creel. Crusher Creel. Who's Baker then? I can't think. Can't but they do in, in in Good Night Saigon. They say remember Baker at some point. Yeah, right? remember Charlie. Remember Baker. They left his childhood on every acre. Yeah, I think they. Were, I'm pretty sure there was a villain whose last name was Baker, but I can't think of who it is. If anybody mm-hmm. listening remembers, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not contact us. It's just like, yeah, keep it to yourself. That, uh, anyway, we, we're here now to follow up with the final part of Avengers Disassembled. The finale. That's it. It's over, folks. We're done. Bye-bye. And uh, quite frankly, this should be uh, a relatively brief one because this is not a heavy book. Uh, what? Oh, you mean not in... I mean, it's... <laughs> It's heavy, all right. It's relatively short as far as story content. But anyways... Yeah, it's a lot it's, of flashbacks. Yeah, so it's written by Brian Michael Bendis. It's got a plethora of artists listed, a plethora of inkers, and a plethora of colorists. So if you want to know who did those, look on the Marvel Wiki, because I am not reading them all out. <laughs> I can say... Okay, Finch, Believe, Epting, Weeks, Gaidos, Gaidos, Powell, Robertson, Mayhew, Mac, Frank, Wow, Oing, Chung, 
McNiven Perez. Uh, that was uh, Pencilers. Uh, Ink. Mickey. Uh, oh, I believe uh, Damata. <laughs> oh, Maury Hollowell. I've met him. Met him. Andy Troy. He's uh, a colorist, not a maker. I'm a lover, not a fighter. So this, well, I this gave book, him one anchor because there wasn't an anchor on every one. So, man. This book came out on November 10th, 2004, a week after Avengers 503. But that one was dated December. This one is dated January of 2005. Who did the and cover? We have a cover by Neil Adams and Laura Martin, who I assume is the anchor on it. And the cover shows... Uh, it's kind of a weird layout because, like, Hawkeye is in the very center, and he's... Oh, actually, we didn't... Nope. We did okay, I, I, I didn't want to say if you were. I didn't want to ruin it. It wouldn't have ruined All it. All the jokes, gone. Well, no, but my, my regular recorder is going, so we're, we're fine. We, we still got the backup going here, but my I see my, my regular uh, MP3 Skype recorder is going. Excellent. So we don't we don't have to we don't have to restart. Anyway, the the cover it it looks like it's you know it's like everybody together, but it's more of a montage because the perspective on the size of the different characters is very strange. Hawkeye is like in the middle and he's really large, but then you have uh, Yellow Jacket behind him, even larger than him. You have Ant Man heading towards the you know the the very foreground. Now he could be larger because he's so close, but uh, it, it really looks like it's just a bunch of characters thrown together as opposed to uh, well, a cohesive standing, picture. They're standing in Yellow Jacket's hand. Captain America, Scarlet Witch, and, and Scarlet Witch. the Captain, Captain Britain of that day, yes. And part of uh, Baby Hawkeye as well. If that's Hawkeye standing in his, stand, in his hand, then Neil Adams really kind of screwed up the perspective on him. I think he's falling out of his... He's got the whole... Oh. And then, then in the background, hand. we have the Vision, Thor, Iron Man, She-Hulk, and the Wasp. And, you know, it's Neil Adams, so everybody on it is drawn in a way where I like them, but I don't like the overall placement of the characters on the cover. Mm. And I don't think it, it really captures the, uh, you know, the, the the majesty of what you're trying to portray, that this is the final issue of this whole era of the Avengers. But just the same, it's still well drawn because it's Neil Adams. So the synopsis for the story, if I may, if I can get... You may. If I may. You might. You might. It's, it would go like this. The Avengers have gathered in the ruins of Avengers Mansion to lament their loss. Even worse, Iron Man says that he can no longer financially fund their operations due to the massive amounts of damage caused by the Scarlet Witch and their rejection from the UN. However, their mansion will become a historical landmark. The Avengers then begin to reminisce of the greatest parts of adventures, which includes the founding of the team, the rediscovery of Captain America, the Kree Skrull War, the marriage of the Vision and Scarlet Witch, the fight against Korvac, the Masters of Evil, and the Ultron Unlimited Crisis. They then hold a toast to their fallen comrades. As the Avengers walk onto the mansion balcony, they see countless people holding a candlelight vigil, vigil to honor the Avengers for all they've done over the years. 
the end. So we're we going to rate this book. <laughs> oh, I guess we could talk about it a little first. So we the story opens up. You know, you see the the, the mansion is still smoldering, which seems a little strange to me because I think some time has passed from the last issue. Yeah, but you don't know what kind of toxic things are in. That was even brought up in the book that uh, like, oh, we we don't even know what type you know what types of things could be on fire in here. Uh, you know, some type of, uh, some types of metals that aircraft are made out of, that they burn for a long time. Why do you think they go overboard at sea? I can tell you that burns for a long time. This is three months later. There's still a fire going on. Like, what, isn't there like some place in, there's some coal thing in Pennsylvania? Yeah, yeah. We talked about that a while ago, didn't we, Dave? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. We, the whole it was town is evacuated. Yeah, it's been there's been an underground fire for like decades. So it's not inconceivable that this thing. Inconceivable. The trade center burned for at least two months underground. Mm. They were still fighting those fires. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. So the artwork here is very very dark at the beginning, and it's. If they didn't tell me who it was, I wouldn't know. But apparently, it's Hank and uh, and uh, what's it called Jan, looking at mm-hmm. the uh, the smoldering mansion, and you know, then they go in and they meet with everybody who's all gathered inside. And inside, it looks remarkably okay, considering that it's a smoldering building. So, and we it looks you know, like the monster's house on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that that's a pretty good call because every shot, every shot while while the coloring on the characters is, I guess you know, true to what they would be, but the backgrounds are all gray. Yeah, it's 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 a nice it's an interesting touch that Jennifer that uh, Jennifer Walters is there as Jennifer Walters, not as She Hulk, because you know she she freaked out and ripped the ripped the vision in half. Ripped the vision a new one. <laughs> yes, and she's you know she's feeling guilty and said you know it would have been in bad taste for her to be there as She Hulk, even though they all kind of accept that it was not her fault. Then Tony gives his whole speech about how they can't afford to to do this anymore. He had funds specifically for the Avengers, and there's just not enough money left there, and that you know costs like billions of dollars to keep this going and too bad get it the hell out of here you he all have to leave somewhere in here um friggin pages aren't numbered but he he makes it right at, at the beginning of his speech he says uh something about having reestablished his uh what the hell is it well the fact that there's uh, two that, that tony stark and to iron the- man are different yeah, I was able to put the genie back in the bottle as far as my secret identity is concerned. And I was like, oh, okay, when did that happen? So I did some looking into this and everything and reading different wikis and everything. And apparently all he did was announce that he was retiring as Iron Man and going back to hiring people to be Iron Man for him. And I'm thinking, <laughs> okay. and Peter bought that? Okay, I thought he yeah, thought exactly. Yeah. So... I buy yeah. 
I, I was thinking that he'd done some sort of, you know, Doctor Strange public mind wipe thing, and no, he just lied to everybody, and they were stupid enough to believe this, I guess. So. He made a deal with Mephisto. Oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that would have actually made more sense. It would it would have been called one more payday. So yeah, it's it's I, I you know that's the problem when they when they do these radical things where they have a secret identity revealed and then they decide oh yeah we don't want to do that anymore and then they have right. to like totally retcon it and it's never really believable. I mean they really have played with that like crazy with Daredevil. So Pietro comes walking up, and he's talking about how, you know, Wanda would have forgiven them for what went on. So somebody here, and I can't tell who it is that's speaking, says, um, but we saw you that day, meaning the day that all the shit went down, that they saw Pietro there. And he says, it was not me, so it must, must have been my sister's doing. I looked through 503 back backwards and forwards i didn't see him in, in there anywhere did you guys see pietro in, in, in 503 i don't think so it, it was in one of the other two oh, I, think, right. I think we made mention of that he was there briefly okay what i i do like the fact that you know he he talks to them he apologizes and by the time they respond to him he's already out of the city yeah on the on the road again just couldn't wait to get on the road again but that you know that's actually i think that's fairly true to his character because he is kind of aloof and kind of you know doesn't want to be bothered with anybody but i guess he felt some level of guilt for what went on with his sister and felt the need to at least address them but that's okay he's gonna fix it all oh wait so did he stop being an arrogant prick no he never stopped being an arrogant prick he's always been and always will be so this is out of character for him. I guess, you know, he has moments of humanity. <laughs> of all but, the know, mutants I've known, he was organ. the most... But, you know, <laughs> in, in the last issue we talked... Last episode that we talked about, issue 503, we talked about, you know, the heroes being truly heroic. And that is true for most of them. But there's also, you know, your flawed heroes, uh, you know, your Namors, your Pietros. Uh, you mentioned Hawkeye. You mentioned Hawkman. Uh that they're, you know, they're hotheads, they're either egomaniacs or whatever it is, that they are definitely flawed. That somewhere deep down inside there is a true hero, but they are flawed people. And that's all well and good, but when you start making them all flawed, that's where we start having the problem. Right. So I think, you know, for Pietro to be the flawed guy, that's fine. I don't think that I don't think that's a, a bad thing. And I enjoy reading these things sometimes where the guy is a little flawed, but you know, sometimes they overdo it, too. So he takes off, and then they all start talking about, uh, you know, what's going on, you know, what difference they could have made, that kind of thing. Uh, and then the art changes dramatically again, <laughs> and it gets very dark, very thick-lined. This is not my favorite art here at all. You talking about that shot of Miss Marvel that looks like Linda Hamilton on a really bad day? <laughs> I'm talking about the next page where where it's showing uh, the She-Hulk and and uh, Jan and Hank. 
I guess it's the 13th page of the scan. Yeah, when you get to the 14th page, you'll see Linda Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's Linda Hamilton after, after, <laughs> after Arnold Schwarzenegger punched in her in the face. <laughs> She's got raccoon eyes. I don't know what happened. Yeah, that, that looks awful. But that's the same art style on the page before. I also don't like the way the Falcon looks here. Snap Wilson, if you will. I couldn't tell if that was the Falcon at one point. I, I, I thought like, it was Luke Cage for Falcon? a second. I thought yeah, it was I had... the page... And I was like, wait a minute, is uh, is uh, T'Challa slumming it? What what, what is going on here? Because he's like, just... I had no idea who it was until he said who he was. Yeah, but you know, I thought it, it that's was that's great part... the early days. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the problem with with the, these really thick lines is you don't have real character to the faces, and it it, it, right. it makes them very interchangeable. Yeah, because the only way I we like could tell. Of... Sorry, go ahead. I like the shot of Cap at the bottom going, eh? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> All the way at the bottom. He, that was when, that was when he was on the theme song for Home Improvement. <laughs> which page? Which, 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 That's on, on page 14 of the scan. The limit Linda Hamilton page at the bottom left corner. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Davey? He does look like the dog. Okay, he's Goliath. So uh, Hank, <laughs> Hank and Jan announced that they're back together, but they're leaving. Uh, you know, the Falcon says he's leaving, not wanting to be a sinking, leaving the sinking ship kind of guy. But it looks like I'm, <laughs> I'd be sitting by myself anyhow. So goodbye. Uh, Good day like to you, sir. Cap- I like when Captain Britain signs out and everybody, like half the room goes, who the hell was that anyway? <laughs> That was, you know, that's a strange thing because they introduced that character just a couple of issues ago, you know, that that iteration of Captain Britain. And then that was it for her. I don't think she ever really I yeah, did I don't anything know. else. I mean, I assume that I, they eventually had the uh had to go back to Brian Braddock or whatever and and they had to go through that step, but other than that, I I think that character like failed very very quickly. There's so many characters in here that unless there's a certain piece of like, you know, you know, Jennifer Walters is there because of her glasses and other. But, you know, and other people only because they've been ID'd and obviously Cap is Cap and Wonder Man's Wonder Man because of their outfits. But, yeah, it's it's like, who who are these other people? Oh, yeah. OK, that's who that person is. OK. I mean, I guess it makes sense. You know, we often say. I mean, how how often have we read the older books? It's like, why are they always in their costumes? <laughs> Always, yeah. I just yeah. got done taking a crap. Holy cow! Well, really, in your in can your, you wash that thing, <laughs> man? So then they start reminiscing about you know what are the best moments the Avengers ever had. So Iron Man says it was you know when they first formed the team and they had a that, that, that's kind of a cool shot. It's not really mm-hmm. a retcon shot because they weren't drawn that way, but it's, you know, the retcon uniforms. and Except for Thor having real derp face, I don't think that looks bad. That was Eric Powell drew that one. And then, uh, who is it that goes to Finding Captain America? That's a pretty well-drawn one also. I think that, according to this, uh, oh, that would be Jam. Derek, no, Derek Robertson. And Thor looks like he's going to cry in that image, though. You know what? When I saw this the first time, I thought this was from Civil War, where he was dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was one of the greatest things we ever had when they killed Cap. 
Whoops. Then we Whoopsie. have the Kree Skrull War in the reminiscences. I don't that like the way Cap is... looks on that middle panel. <laughs> He's gone. I'm scrawny. <laughs> yeah, somehow he lost what? his super soldier serum. I really like. I mean, it's a oh, very oh, small oh, image, damn. but the way yeah. Captain Marvel looks at the bottom left, I think he looks very cool. Yeah. I liked the silver hair, Captain Marvel. I don't know. I thought that was a good yeah. good look. And then we have uh, Wanda and the Vision's wedding, which who is that? Uh, I can't think uh, of what the artist's name is. Is that like Malieve or somebody like that? I think so. I think so. Okay. And then we have the the battle with Michael Korvac. That one just doesn't look quite right. Like Thor looks like he's walking on air. It looks like he's a tightrope walker. Walking actually. on sunshine. He looks like a, he, he 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 and and Ms. Marvel look like they're dancing. Ms. Marvel looks like she just came from the from the set of Xanadu. I believe we are magic. Yeah, I, I, I think it looks like it's well drawn, but the characters just don't look like they're placed quite right. It's color forms. Color forms. Yep. Then we then we get yep. to the defeat of Thanos by I guess that's Warlock's uh, res- the resurrected Warlock who took him out. That's I I hate that image. Very very hmm. cartoony. I didn't even think that yeah. was Warlock. I was thinking that was like I was like, why is the Human Torch here? Now, if you remember that, yeah, movie, you're right. You're that, right. That, that, yeah. it, that was when the you... artist on that. That's what I'm trying to figure out because I know where Jim Chung is. That's the next one with the mansion. So the next one back from Jim Chung is uh, Mike Avon Oming. Maybe I don't know, but look look at the waists on Captain Marvel and Warlock. This this looks like it's out of the Justice League animated, except series. not nearly as good. Gary, not as good. Gary Frank did the Korvac one, and I see it now. Now I see it in the faces of the characters. The Korvac yeah. one, like I said, I think it's well drawn. I just don't like the placement. I don't like the 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 overall the way the image is put together. But as far as the individual characters, they're all drawn fairly well. But the uh, okay, the so defeat of Thanos so Jim, is, is this is exactly the art that I hate. So Jim Chung does the attack on the mansion with the Masters of Evil, and I think that's that's pretty good. Yeah, that's that's a, a pretty good image. Although I, I go back, I go hot and cold when they try and show when they try and show too much detail on Cap's chainmail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the image itself, I, I you know overall I like. Now, the next one is Steve McNiven, who did, if I remember correctly, did Civil War. And you can see, yeah. I like the way he does. Now, you said you don't like too much detail on Cap's chainmail, but I think he does it. Whereas the last one just looked like a bunch of hexagons, but and it, and they're too big. Whereas this looks more like chainmail that, that Cap's wearing. Exactly. I totally agree. What, this this one is, is the chainmail having detail and looking good, as what opposed was that, to the one before. What story is this? That's the uh, Ultron Unlimited. Oh, this is Ultron, but I'm just saying that, yeah, yeah, that, but that, that's... Uh... I don't remember, uh, what's his face, the the fake Superman there. I don't remember him being in that story, was he? That's Thor. That's Thor, and that's uh, Hank Pym. And uh, what, what do you mean a fake Superman? What are you talking no, in the, about? in the center of oh, the drawings. Was... 
Yeah, I was thinking that was uh, Century. Oh God, what's his name? Century? Yeah, is that not? No, that's him, not... him because he's attacking Ultron. Oh. Yeah, you okay. know what? I had tr- sure. trouble telling who that was too. I knew it wasn't Century, but I wasn't sure who it was. Okay. There's really not a lot to distinguish exactly who that is. All I know is that if Hawkeye was still alive at this point, his favorite moment should have been uh, when they were on uh, Late Night with David Letterman. (laughs) (laughs) So now they're all sitting around the table having shawarma. Are they having shawarma? (laughs) Oh. Well, now we get George Perez picks up to the end of the book. Who's thinking him? Perez? Uh, Mike Perkins. Never heard of him. Mike he's, he's, got a, he's got a series of uh, restaurants, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he inked these with steaks. That's why it's all brown. So then they, they salute the fallen heroes who were of that day. And it's interesting to see some of the names. We start with Clint Barton, Scott Lang, The Vision, Marvell, Jack of Hearts, Swordsman, Mockingbird, Yellow Jacket, Dr. Druid, Scott's favorite. <laughs> I wish somebody had been like, wait, was he on the team? The very poorly named Wizard, <laughs> Two Gun Kid, Gilgamesh, Marina, Thunderstrike, and Wanda. Well, wait, not Marina, Marina, the fist chick from, from, from Alpha uh, Flight. Alpha, Alpha, she was yeah. an Avenger? I guess yeah, so. Yeah, she was with... Uh, yeah, come on, where were you guys? She was with... Um, uh, she married uh, Submariner. Yeah, but and I didn't she know she was nuts, an Avenger, honestly. Yeah, that I was when they were doing the whole Hydro base. All right, yeah, I don't remember that. That was after, I think, the mansion, Attack on the Mansion, when they moved... Uh, when they moved... Uh, oh, was that when the U... Uh, they wouldn't let them... Fly to stuff in the city and blah blah blah. So they move the hydro base off. Yeah, they move the yeah, yeah, whatever. Now why why salute Two Gun? Because I thought Two Gun was still living in modern day, wasn't he? No, he went back. To, he went back to the old west, didn't he? Yeah, but he he pops up in later in West Hulk. Coast, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think he pops up there too. Ah, eh, well, I don't know. If he went back to the past, then he would have died eventually. Yeah. Well, I mean, they show him dying of old age in, uh, at least I think it's him, in, um, God, what was the name of that? Mar- not Marvels, but one of those, the Mar- Marvel Project or some shit like that. Oh. I can't remember the name of it now, but you know, I, might, I, don't, I might think of a different Western character, actually. I don't care how nimble the beast is. That's got to hurt your ass to sit on a seat like that. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's probably going to diminish your chance to have children. Well, it's probably going to make the seat smell too. The next guy that sits, the next person that sits in that seat and puts their head back and be like, "Whoa, what is that, man? It smells like beast ass in here. Somebody have sex with a cat up here? Jesus <laughs> Christ!" So the remaining members will walk out, and there's a candlelight vigil going on with posters <laughs> and people burning their hands and such. You know, this is this is so spoiled for me because when when Iron Man turns and says, "Are you serious?" All I can hear is is, is what's his name is J. Jonah Jameson. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> so 
So who, uh, who have we got? Who have we got with us here at the end? We have Wonder Man, Hank Pym, Jan, Captain America, Iron Man, Falcon, Beast, and Captain Marvel. Yeah, that's who they choose to make the final group. I, I don't know if I don't know. Everybody else was dead. <laughs> they got better. And, and, yeah, that's the other problem with this story, yes. They did all where, better. And this is where they all sing Goodnight Saigon. And we'll all go down. I don't think Gilgamesh ever got better. Well, I mean, of, of the ones that Of the significant died, we ones. Didn't, didn't really talk, yeah, the ones that died in this whole disassembled story... According to the Marvel Wiki, they all came back. So, Even Jack of Hearts? Oh, wait, I think Jack of Hearts yeah. did back. Yeah. Well, the whole point with Jack of Hearts, I thought, was he was kind of like... He, that whole sequence where he blows up in there, and then everybody's like, oh my god, he's dead, always bothered me, because it reminded me of like when uh, when they tried to kill... Dr. Manhattan in Watchmen and he ends up coming back like five minutes later like how can the thing that created me kill me I thought that was Jack of Hearts whole thing was that he blew up was am I wrong about yeah, that but he blew up because but they have been building up to that because he had to because of his alien physiology because I can't remember the race of the aliens like he was half human half this other race and and it got to a point to where he had to release the energy and yeah. if he didn't he would explode yeah. so but he was also becoming I don't want to say he was radioactive, but but he was kinda of isolating himself. Or he had he had to radioactive. See now you got me doing it. <laughs> he infects us all. But eventually. he had to isolate himself like in a chamber for X amount of hours each day, and I think each day it was he had to isolate himself longer and longer and longer and he eventually got so. to twenty six hours a day. What was he on Mars? <laughs> <laughs> If sit there that long, you're gonna get pies. <laughs> All right, I've held this. I've held this long enough. I just gotta be. Honest. This, this <laughs> book pisses me off because of so many things. So the the biggest problem I have with this is that it should have been an addendum to 503. This is this should be how 503 ended. It should have just had extra pages, and it should have started by saying. Three months, you know, just have like a black page with the words three months later. You turn the page and then it's this story. And this, for all its flaws, because it's not perfect, at least it ends on a much, much better beat than 503 as it stands. So there's that. Then there's the other thing of this being, to my mind, an obvious cash grab. They've already got you in the whole disassembly. (laughs) <laughs> and that was a big event, as I recall. It was very popular and all that. So yeah. they milk you for one more issue, and they charge you even more. So this one's three fifty for this. I thought well, that's what the uh, that's what the last one was. All that it's not part of the numbering. It's not part of the nope. series. And the lazy bastards couldn't even be bothered to put Avengers disassembled on the cover of it. It's so a they're already they're already disassembled, right? And then so you've got cleanup. And I'm I'm sorry I I gotta say it this is a shit cover. So it's it's to me it reeks of hastily slapped together 
just to capitalize on the event and get one, you know, one more dip into your wallet for this whole thing. One more and time. It's just, yeah, it's Take so annoying. Me home. I mean, <laughs> oh my god, Captain America. No, it, it definitely. <laughs> I, while I'm always going to appreciate Neil Adams' art, it definitely does have the feeling of, you know, get us something quick, Neil. I think the Tampa Comic Con poster he did that we that most of us have is better than uh, than this Avengers cover, the one we're capturing. I wonder. Nazis. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. See, I I almost wonder if this wasn't actually commissioned for this, if this was like some you know out of some drawer somewhere, like something he had done at some point that never saw print, and they just ran with this. Because it almost looks to me like two pieces of art jammed together. Because you've got the background image with all the Avengers, and then you've got the foreground image, which makes no goddamn sense, because you've got Hank Pym on there twice. So no, I'm... no, no, no. Hank Pym is not on there twice. Ant-Man is Scott Lang. Mm-hmm. Oh. Never well, mind. Make any sense. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> It got better. Yep, so Hawkeye. Uh, yeah, I, it's... Yeah, <laughs> so I is the Vision. It's, it just... Yeah, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. It doesn't make any sense, because if, it, if the idea is, okay, let's spotlight the characters that died in this, well, they're not the only two. Where's Jack of Hearts? He's not represented at all on this cover, so... He, he it, made some tarts. Oh. <laughs> it really smarts. It's yeah, it's a mess. It really is a mess. Well, see, but they, at least it has the. Re- What's that? They almost should have just um, made not called this finale. Put disassembled back on, and made this chaos part five of five. You know, like yeah. they should have just made this a five. You know. A five issue thing and made this the last I mean technically it's the last issue of volume one or it wraps up volume one but it's not the official numbering of volume one which is it's it's all it is is Avengers finale number one is what it is called in the indicia yes it should have been Avengers 504 volume one so by doing that you know by making it a one shot you you almost make it irrelevant, and that's an added insult because this is a much better ending to you know than we got with five hundred three being the ending of volume one. So I I would have been happy either way with this being you know the the added extra pages to five hundred three. Pad the book out a little bit. Let this be the ending, or let it be issue five hundred four. Either one, I would have been happy with. Well, yeah, and but it's doing. And it's not like they got a way. bunch of. It's not like they got a bunch of blowback because, oh, we didn't really like how five hundred. This came out a week later. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to pretend I know what happened behind the scenes, but I'm, I'm telling you, this gives me the serious vibe of this was all intended to be one issue, and, and they decided to do one last, last cash grab and just, 
well, let's split this off and, and release it on its own and, and hit them one more time. That's what it feels like to me. I totally agree. <laughs> I can't, couldn't agree more. It, it, this could have easily been totally wrapped into Avengers 503. And it doesn't, I don't think, in my opinion, it makes it any better if you make it 504. Because there's really no substance to this story. This is just all, let's all be sad and let's get a candlelight vigil. And you could have done that in two and yeah. a half pages and, and, and got rid of the little flashback of, of the uh, introduction of, you know, the, the Caps Avengers in from whatever, Avengers 16. You could have done, yeah. done away with that and, and put this. But I yep. couldn't charge you three fifty if I exactly. two pages to the other book. <laughs> if I charged you seven dollars and added two pages, you'd go, "What are you crazy?" Yep. So, how do you want to rate this one? Uh, I'll jump in real quick if you want. I'm going to give the cover a D. I think it's really not, it's not good. And, you know, with all respect to Neil Adams, I mean, you guys know what a huge Neil Adams fan I am and everything, but, you know, toward the end of his life, he gets seriously annoyed when people would make comments like, you know, your, your art's not as good as it used to be, or why don't you draw like you used to that sort of thing. But, this is exhibit A for exactly why people were making those comments. He just wasn't as good as he was way back in the day. His, his style had changed over time. And this is, it's just off the mark from, you know, classic Neil Adams to me. It's not that it's horrible. It's just, it's not as good. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really not crazy about this image at all. And it really does to me reek of, um, you know, some combining of images here. I, I don't think this is one piece of art. I think it's a combination of a couple of different pieces of art all kind of jammed together, and it doesn't really work. Um, interior art is all over the place because, you know, it's a jam piece, and there's just so many different ones in here. Um, and I don't think any of it truly works all that well. Even the Perez portion looks funny to me. I, mean, I don't know if it's rushed. I don't know if it's because of uh, the inker he's paired with or what. But, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. Just art-wise, the whole issue looks very sloppy to me. Um, there's there's really not any of it that works all that great. So, um, as a whole, I'm going to say... I'll say a C. I mean, it's it's passable. I know what's going on and everything, but none of it's particularly aesthetic, aesthetically pleasing. Um, and then story-wise, I mean, at least it ends on a happier beat than the other one does. But um, I don't know. It, it's I don't I don't. Ultimately, I didn't really understand the point of it, other than you know, again, socking you for another three fifty. I just didn't really get it. And if this was a TV series, this is a clip show, is basically what it comes down to. <laughs> and so I can't rate it terribly high there either. So I'll, I'm going to actually say like a C plus, bordering on a D for, uh, or I mean a C minus rather bordering on a d for uh for story because there's there's nothing of real substance here um it, it's just kind of sort of half-assed tying up loose ends and i'd argue it doesn't really even do that very well so eh, it's okay i'm you know the only portion of it i really like is them walking out the door you know after the little you know salute to fallen comrades thing and and seeing you know the support of 
New York. I mean, that that's kind of cool. That is a nice little moment. But otherwise, eh, it's kind of a dud. So overall grade for it, uh, yeah, C minus, and I feel like I'm being very generous. No one ever uh, I wasn't you generous, of not being generous at all. <laughs> I'm not generous at all. It, to me, it's a D across the board. The cover's chaotic. The interior odd. Other than the clip show, it, to me, it's too dark and depressing. The uh, the story, there is no story. It's it's a clip show with some candles at the end. I gave it a D. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna disagree with you guys uh i i actually think the artwork on the cover the actual drawing of the characters is okay Uh, i don't care for the layout of the cover at all i don't think it's well put together Uh, it does have the feeling of a clip show and it has the feeling of being a little bit rushed but even at that i still think as as it's actually drawn i think it's okay um so I'm going to say a C on the cover. I just think it could have been put together so much better. Um, the interior art, I agree. It's all over the place. It's poorly conceived as far as telling a continuous story for what the story even is. And we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, so I'm going to say a D on the interior art just because it's, uh, it, it makes it hard to follow when it, when, when the quality jumps around and actually never improves at the same time. Uh, and the uh, the story again. I'm I'm totally agreeing with you guys. It's a clip show and nothing better. Uh, and and what we have is a, probably about a page and a half story here. We could add the the uh, salute to fallen comrades and the uh, candlelight vigil, and we could have done it in two pages. We could have had Tony Stark announce that he's not going to fund the team. Candlelight uh, salute to fallen comrades, candlelight vigil. Do it in about two and a half pages and, and tack it on to the end of 503. It would have made both issues better by combining them into one. Uh, so I'm going to say a D on the story as well, just because it's uh, and, and I'm blaming Marvel more because I think they probably told Bendis to do this as opposed to Bendis saying, wait, I have another issue in mind. Um, so overall, I'm going to give the book a D because it's just it, it just smells of cash grab. So I agree with everybody's things about saying it's cash grab, and I, um, I mean I agree with the art and the story. However, if if we had, like we said, if we had taken this and put it onto the end of the previous issue, not even making this a standalone, you know, in in, in the just like you said, tacking on, make it a hundred page special, one that well, not a special, but a hundred page issue, and. To me, that would have raised the overall grade of the last one and this one. Having combined them, it would have rated a little higher. So uh, yes. that's that's my opinion on it. I agree. All right. So we have officially disassembled the Avengers. I, Never to return. I, I don't know that we're going to... Uh, pick up on on the new Avengers story. To be totally honest, uh, no, I think we need to go back. We need a palate cleanser. We need to go find something in the past. So, Yay, nay. Yeah, well, you know, we we had been, uh, if you'll remember, we had been doing Cap's Kooky Quartet, 
And I think we got through the swordsman story and we didn't really go beyond that. Mm -hmm. So maybe we'll go back to that and revisit that for a little while. Looking at you, Kirk. I'm not looking at Kirk. He's looking at us. Stop looking at me, man. (laughs) All right. So that'll do it. Uh, We... We weren't sure if we introduced ourselves at the beginning, so just in case you don't know, I'm Paul Spataro. That's David Pascarella, Bill Robinson, and Scott Gardner. If you don't know that by now, it's I'm, too bad anyway. I'm Where? Scott Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> <Where>? Where? <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at bins at twotruefreaks.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of DiManzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Will the real Scott Gardner please stand up? Please stand up. Please stand up.